Welcome to the Not So Men So Nice podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Jen. We're two grown ass adult children here to talk about life and all of its blunt and not safe for work hilarity. With that being said, let's elaborate. The Not So Minnesota Nice podcast is rated R for really awesome, raw honesty, completely unfiltered and unadulterated. If the words vibrator or offend you, turn back now. You've been warned. Chickens. Let's just start on chickens. Of chickens. Hi, everybody. Hello. Yeah, we're a little quiet. We'll fix it. Okay. Um, It's been a minute. Just a minute. Uh... Might as well go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Uh, we haven't recorded because we have been respecting social distancing. Yeah. Uh, the world is kind of after right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but we we didn't really want to um, talk too much about the coronavirus and all that going on because we... I don't know. We're surrounded with right. it. Like you, you open your social media and it's there. If I don't know, you go out your door and it's well, yeah, there. like you, you can just look out your window and mm-hmm. you see someone wearing a mask and it's that a whole like reminder, like, right. oh yes, this is really going on. Um, so we just kind of wanted to keep things, I don't know, more lighthearted, stick to our our normal shtick. Uh, But that doesn't mean that we're not thinking about it uh, and it's not affecting our families because it is. um, And we know that there's lots of people who have lost loved ones um, and our hearts go out to them. But um, we're going to go into just some lighthearted random shit like normal. Random stupid shit. Yeah. Love it. Um, So... Our, our first segment is normally what's going on in the world. Uh, so we covered that. Yep. So what else is going on in the world? Well, Kanye West. Beep boop. Beep boop. Uh, so apparently Kanye West got his uh, money situation fixed. Dealt he, with. He we was, don't want to know how. Right. Because he was declared bankrupt. Right. Like a few years ago or just Poe. Uh, he like owed people money, and there was yeah. just like a whole lot of controversy Didn't behind he have it. A lawsuit too that he dealt with. Yeah, um, or like, a couple of them. I I want to say there was a lawsuit between one of his friends and him over Yolanda's house, or is that what it's called? It's the the home I think for youth that they set up in his mom's name or whatever. Right. Okay. Uh. So, yeah, so apparently he got all that figured out and was now officially declared a billionaire. Okay. And, of course, in true Kimye fashion, they were the first to brag about it on on social media. Uh, This is, of course, not super important, guys, but we're leading into something else. Did you you find out? Um, Well, he's... The lawsuits? Being sued by EDI, his... uh, Producing production company. Okay. But yeah. Uh, Something about he said it was servitude to work for them and then it turned into a lawsuit that raged through 2019. Well. Anyway. If we know anything about Kanye West, 
He opens his mouth a lot. I mean, and says some dumb fucking shit. Um, okay, so <laughs> I decided to just kind of follow the the rabbit hole and um, as you do, right, and see what else I could discover about this. Uh, BuzzFeed Germany's headline read: Forbes recognized Kanye West as a billionaire, and then he sent this rude text. Boom. He literally ended up texting somebody at Forbes. Um, based on the Fox News headline, Kanye West is officially a billionaire, Forbes says, but rapper claims publication is still lowballing him. So he, like, sent in receipts. I just, I don't... I... Sent in receipts. <laughs> like, nah, nah. No. I have more money than this. Um, So, of course, the next headline I saw just... Oh. Sealed the deal for me. Yeah. Um, CCN.com, not to be confused with CNN, CCN.com mm-hmm. headline says Kanye West is proof you need no talent to become a billionaire. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. But I will say um, I, what, I, I am a fan of his talent. I do think that he is a gifted lyricist. Okay. Um, I thought his song Through the Wire when he's literally rapping with his mouth wired shut after a bad car accident was kind of amazing. Okay. Um, But he seems like another one of those just like inflated or inflated ego narcissistic types that's just like getting a God complex. Right. All right. Right? I don't know any of his like enough of his music or his right. life story or anything that I'd care. Jen's not super into rap, guys. I'm, I'm not. I, I mean... Some of the classics. Like DMX. I'll totally listen to Dr. Dre. Yeah. See, like, Dre, I mean, surprise, respect. <laughs> even Eminem, some stuff. Yes. He's got some really good lyrics, too. But I, I can't do more than, like, two songs in a row. And then I'm just like, shut up. See, right, right. <laughs> and then there's me that, like, just puts on, like, the dirtiest of dirty rap that I can listen to <laughs> and bumps it in the minivan. Um, do it. So that whole thing, his billionaire release was brought on by the fact that I was on Facebook scrolling as we do, especially when you're in lockdown and have nothing better to do. Right. Um, and there was an article released by radio.com that said Kanye West calls words one of our lowest forms of communication and is now beeping at friends. I get where he's coming from to a point. Right, like, but verbal skills are still very important. I read through the article, um, and some of what he had to say sounded very much like what an artist would say. Right. Um, he says, music, sound, food, dancing are nonverbal forms of communication. We get so wrapped up into words. Um, this was in GQ for their May 2020 cover story. Mm. Uh, we have to make things that leave people speechless. We have to make things to the level where no one can say anything. I, mm, he definitely leaves me speechless. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just... I don't know. I mean, the the science behind communication is most of our communication isn't verbal anyway. The words right. just put put thought into what we're trying to convey right and it is important at least I think it's important but I mean I can understand where someone especially at that level might be like you know what who needs words and I mean I guess I can appreciate 
Uh, the thought behind it. Yeah. For sure. Right. Um, so in reading the article, he was, was explaining that his vision of music as a form of nonverbal communication um, and admits he's been using the beep sounds to connect with his friends. But then goes on to say, the greatest freedom is to challenge the vernacular, Wes says, or add something to the vernacular. I saw Matt Williams in the hotel lobby at the Mercer a couple weeks ago. Right when I saw him, I started communicating in like beep sounds, you know, the beginning of the Bobby Digital song like that. I want to know what Matt Williams thought, right? Like just, or what drugs they're on. (laughs) (laughs) Where can I get these things? No, um, (laughs) I just, uh, it's just, it feels like one of those moments, like, is this real life? Is he just like overall just trolling all of us to see what we can do? It's like entirely his, possible. Like right? this might be the new like, like let's see might, what happens kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah. Totally. Like maybe he just really is brilliant. I I yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a it's a thing. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I not important, but I thought it was interesting. Well yeah, right. And there's I mean especially since we all have a little bit of time to think right now. Yeah. And get ourselves out of our heads a little bit too. It's fun to look into these kinds of things. Right. I mean, I guess I would maybe even challenge people to pay more attention to how they're they're communicating. Right. I mean, not just like as we sit here and talk into microphones. No, I'm just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but like, yes. yeah, no, because we are communicating with y'all. It's that's that's a totally good like challenge, actually. Yeah. Like, are you? Are you just using words? Are you, you know, like what other things do you do? Well, and I think it's important as well because you can be saying something and somebody else could be totally hearing something else. Well, yeah. You know, because tone comes into play, facial expressions come into play, you know, just like telling a dog like, oh, you're such an idiot. They hear your tone. They're like, yeah, I am. Because well, they don't <laughs> understand your words. Right. You know. Um. Someone went on the main There's level. our Minnesota moment. Oh. 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 oh no. I'm okay. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> I partially dislocated my ribs, guys. Only a couple of them. But I'm still healing, so we're all a little special. If I squeal, I'll try to remember to edit it out. <laughs> okay. So Jen's going to have to forgive me for this next news story because it's not exactly a news story. It is totally tabloid bullshit. Some of it's based on fact. Um, I I'm going to let you go nuts with this. I'm going to get a drink. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I literally put this is probably the least important thing going on in the world, but just needs to dish. So Mexit, a couple... <laughs> A couple episodes ago, I went on my my first little tangent, and while I respect Megan and Harry, since they're not royals anymore, to go on living their life, there's been a little speculation about what's really going on. Um, first of all, I'm gonna say tabloids in general can be ruthless. And like I've actually tweeted about how like inflammatory and just rude. Sky News uh, Australia headlines have been, but they cannot 
Harry and Meghan cannot use the excuse of trying to get away from the media. Like, that's why they were moving away from the UK, and then they were moving to Canada. Right. They can't use that as an excuse, the media, and then move to California. Where, yeah. Like, no. Sure, a lot of our tabloids might have been kinder with everything going on because, you know, the whole backstory is tragic as fuck. Like, everyone wants Harry to have his happily ever after, and they don't want to see what happened to Diana happen to Meghan. Um, (gasps) (laughs) What? Base, though. No, I'm... Eh. I, no, I'm just, I, I don't wish any harm upon I the woman it. at yeah. all. I just, just feel like she's asking for it right now. Like, no, not not dying. God, no. Okay. No, like the, the media circus. The media circus, okay. Like they, like, they, here? <laughs> they like... escaped from the UK to move to Canada to escape the media circus. And then they went to California. And they moved to, you know, I think it was Victoria, which is part of the Commonwealth, so that they were still under, like, the protection of the Commonwealth. Right. And then Canada's like, well, we don't want to pay for you. And so then now they moved down to L.A. Right. And so people are like, well, it's probably because Megan still wants to have a career. You know, she was really successful on Suits, but she's not that great of an actress. Okay. She's not. I am. Like, she's only in Suits. Oh. Um, and I then, had no idea she was in anything. Right? I thought she was a rando, so that's exactly, my bad. That's exactly it. Like, I don't know. So people are like, oh, she's just moving to L.A. so she can try to break into acting because now she's a princess and she got that deal with Disney which people are saying Harry got for her because Harry and the producer or whatever were caught talking. Right. I okay. said it's the least important thing going I, on I in the it's world. cool. Distract me more with your wares. Go. But there's been some more speculation that the real reason why Megan moved everyone to California is so that she can get custody oh. of Archie. Okay. Because now that they're in America, they're no longer underneath the Commonwealth laws. Right. So there's no protection. Archie is no longer basically possession of the queen because I'm pretty sure it still is. I know it used to be that any heirs to the throne were basically like the queen has custody of them. Who is this? What? Archie's the, the Harry and Meghan's son. Oh, okay. So I know they had a kid. Yes, they have a kid. Okay. So they're saying that the reason why Megan has now convinced Harry to move to California was so that she can get custody of Archie and half of whatever Harry's got left. Oh. Well. And this, you know, super huge house. I mean, they're they're looking at one of the Kardashians' houses to move into. Okay. Humble, humble, much. yeah. Well, you know, if you can afford it, I, who needs that much space? Especially when they're sitting there, like they're part of all these great charities, and I just the protection. I understand. Like if they right. were moving into, um, oh, there's a really awesome gated community in the Beverly Hills area. There's a couple of them. Yeah. The um, yeah, I don't know. The one where the Kardashians basically all live. I can't think of it. Not important. Um, (laughs) I mean, I understand having that kind of level of security, especially, you know, because they made the statement like 
we're not asking for Trump's help. We're going to pay for ourselves because Trump tweeted something like, I'm not going to pay for your security. And they're like, okay, we didn't ask. So, yeah. Okay. Well. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think it's annoying that it's getting media coverage right now. Everyone's looking for a distraction. It's true. Yeah. And it has distracted me. So there you go. Which is good because you needed that shit. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's so stupid. I I should not care. But well, I mean, it's hairy. It affects you and something you're interested in, which would be, you know, the whole royalty thing. Well, it's uh, it stems from Diana. Yeah. You know, like I've recently like rereading her well Andrew Martin's book about her true story and everything for like the third time and it's just yeah I guess it stems from my love right that makes her. sense I'm actually wearing a sweater right now that yeah is a replica of one of hers mm-hmm. dork okay moving on <laughs> I found some midwest news dun dun dun, dun. um from Janesville, Wisconsin, which Jen and I actually drove through. We did. On both of our road trips. Yep. Um, whenever we went to uh, Chicago, I guess, is the easiest. Right. And Lake Geneva for the other one. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. I can't believe it's already been a year. It's crazy. It's insane. It's absolutely crazy. We need a road trip. Um, it's from October 7th of last year, Janesville, Wisconsin. Man tries to steal a flute by sticking it down the back of his pants. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He probably would have had more luck if he stuck it down the front of his pants. Nah. Uh. Win. Yes. <laughs> yes. Point Jen. Um, <laughs> so they said that the surveillance video at their store, uh, Voight Music Center in downtown. Oh, my God. I know exactly where that is. Uh, caught the cheeky thief in the act. In the video, you can see the man has a massive flute sticking up out of his pants. Okay. So yep. um, mm-hmm. I will post this in the description and we'll post it on social media and on the website and all that fun stuff because there is a video of this guy. Like, and he's not even smart enough to like pull his coat all the way down over it. You know, like it got stuck on one of the buttons. Apparently. Oops. He saw Wonder Woman, though, because the sword, you know, doesn't yeah. that kind of. But yeah. Um, it gets people. better, though. It, it, oh, it gets so much better. <laughs> so the owner of the music shop was just like, that was shocking. That part, I couldn't help but laugh about it because like he literally like walked over and did it right in front of the camera. Oh, he milled around the store for a bit before zeroing in on the flute. He took it right off the wall and walked right over here with it in his hand. He went right behind where a camera is and put it down the back of his pants. It was just so ridiculous. I just did not expect someone to be so stupid that they would hide something right in front of a security camera. Right. It gets better. (laughs) Farrell's mother, who also works at the store, confronted the man before he could walk out the door. She asked him what he had in his pants. (laughs) Oh, God. You guys, it hurts to laugh. Oh, Oh, I got a flute. And that's where I keep my flutes. <laughs> and so she pulled it out of his pants and she said, you keep our flute with our tag on it in the back of your pants. <laughs> you go, Mrs. Farrell. 
that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, God. Um, the man made small talk and calmly walked out the front door. He got away empty-handed, but Farrell now had an instrument he couldn't sell to anyone. Right. I wasn't sure what to do with the flute. I didn't feel good about anyone ever having to touch it again. I couldn't, in good conscience, let anyone ever put their lips to that instrument at any time, you know? Right. <laughs> That's when Farrell got a bright idea. All right. <laughs> Hey, what the heck? Let's make something good out of it. Conversation piece, he said. He then turned the instrument into a beautiful lamp. (laughs) I want to see this lamp. Um, I want to go back so bad and and just just see see this lamp. It's kind of a reminder to people that maybe you should think twice before you steal from a small business, said Farrell. We've had lots of dumb criminals before that have gotten caught doing stupid things, but this is the best, Farrell said with a laugh. Um, he said the flute is worth $500, but he's not planning on selling the lamp. Uh, so it was posted on their Facebook white music center. But like I said, I will post it on our, and all of our stuff because, oh my God, and he made it into a lamp. Oh, I need to see this lamp. All right. We need, we have, we have plans. Yes. Not only to visit the... Oh, what was it? On one of our episodes, there's like a whole bunch of places named after an Ope, right? Was it Ope? I think so. The Ope Festival. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been too long. We got to go back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Way back. Monster Mash, Time Warp, something. Time Warp, that's what it is. <laughs> Monster Mash. <laughs> Monster Mash. I don't know. Do you guys do, do the, the monster mash. Monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. <laughs> oh, main topic. Woo woo. Guys, we we're basically just wanting to do an episode of all lighthearted things. There's only so much stupid news that we can get through in one episode, though. Um, so we did look up. If I can pull shit up. <laughs> like the, a flute out of your pants? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> no, well, I had a whole bunch of deal breakers for later, and I got to figure out where I saved those. Oh, but Deal breakers. Uh, I love deal breakers. I shouldn't have said that, though, in case I can't find them. I'm sure I can. Anyways, main topic, mysterious disappearances. Um, I feel like it's okay to kind of idolize idealize um, disappearing right now. Okay. Like in the show slash book slash show uh, Outlander just being able to touch a magical stone and go to a simpler time. Okay. Uh, of course that wasn't exactly a simpler time but moving on um, I ended up finding uh, Hopefully that wasn't loud. <laughs> she burp. I did not. The five most mysterious yeah, unsolved disappearances of all time. <laughs> Like the disappearing burp. Uh-huh. So this is on time.com. Uh, there's a, been a bunch of just like weird random happenstances and some like Roanoke we want to talk about on a different episode. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, because there's been a little bit more discovery with that one. Right. Uh, based on the very little research that we started to do. 
so I decided it would be kind of interesting to go into a few of these ones. There's only five of them, so it shouldn't be shouldn't be cray cray. Uh, the first one listed, Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. I remember that. Right? In what is perhaps the most baffling and tragic aviation mystery of all time, more than 200 people on board Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 appeared to vanish midair on March 8, 2014. Uh, they went out, did search by air and sea, multiple countries helped, spanned at least three years. The aircraft and the remains of the 239 passengers remain missing. It's also still unclear what caused the commercial plane to suddenly veer off course. Right. It's weird. The whole thing's weird. Yeah, like it talks off that it was just like was a normal day. Everything seemed to be completely going fine. Twelve crew members, two hundred twenty-seven passengers, but then soon went missing after the what routine handover between air traffic control systems. Right, and it was just gone. Just yeah. Um, I mean, there's things like Amelia Earhart. You know, but Amelia Earhart was so long ago, like, it's understandable, like, why she yeah. went missing. The air traffic control stuff was way different. Right, and at this point, like, there's been lots of people out looking for clues on what happened to her, and at this point, it's been so long. But 2014, in the three-year search, like, that's not with our technology with our, and everything. Yeah. It's just, it it's is pretty weird. incredible that it's just, Yeah. She's gone. I mean, mm-hmm. I know there's lots of ocean that they haven't dis- like actually explored and discovered. Right, and things like. w- would just. But they they've looked in every place that it makes sense that it. Well, would and be. they and, and they looked, weird. yeah, and they looked over the ocean soon enough after it happened that I feel like there would have been some sort something. of something. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Because uh, not everything sinks. That's true. Uh, oh, where was it? Um, at some point, the aircraft systems were manually turned off. Um, but I'm not saying that word. It said signs did not appear to indicate that the flight's pilots had maliciously cut off communication. Some aviation experts had contradicted this condu- conclusion in a 60-minute Australia special in May 2018. So, of course, like any good news story, there's speculation, there's yeah. conspiracy theories. Of course. Um, there's also the possibility that a third party illegally interfered, uh, investigators said, uh, but then the main investigator pointed out the unusual fact that no one has since cl- claimed responsibility for the act. Right. Who would do it just for nothing? Right. Just for chaos. Unless they're who who was on the flight. Right. You know, like that's yeah. I guess that would be where my first thought would go. But was it they much looked as, into all the passengers, though. Right. I mean, they did. I mean, I don't it's know not how like far they were they any dug, foreign like right. dignitary or whatever. It yeah. wasn't anything like crazy you mm-hmm. know it was weird yeah like if it's weird if it's just 200 civilians like what's what would be the purpose of right. maliciously doing it yeah it's crazy if it was a publicity stunt without any publicity of anything that's exactly yeah, it unless why. unless it's, it's just like some crazy recluse out in the mountains that just wanted to prove to himself he could get away with doing something so crazy yeah well maybe but if you've got that kind of a mindset i mean you would need some kind of an acknowledgement. You would want acknowledgement, yeah. So or like, like constant acknowledgement because it's, I mean, unless it gets brought up to you, it's not something that you necessarily remember. Right. Or think of. Or, yeah. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. That is weird. Uh, D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper. Yes. One of the most famous ones, I think, at least for our generation. I think well, all of us. Well, that's because 
uh, what was it? The upper without a paddle. Oh, without a paddle. Yeah. Like I remember that. Oh, I forgot about that. Romanticized that whole thing so much. Uh, Nearly 50 years ago, an unidentified passenger hijacked a Seattle-bound flight before leaping out of the moving plane with a parachute and $200,000 in ransom money. The daredevil, a man who became known as D.B. Cooper, has since eluded authorities and has almost faded into legend. So it happened November 24th, 1971. Uh, Northwest Orient Airlines Flight 305. Yeah, that's... It, it's one of those things that's really strange and weird, but at the same time, there's so many places he could he could have gone. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like, because when he hijacked the plane, he ordered them to fly to Mexico City, but then the hijackers surprised his hostages and federal investigators when he suddenly jumped out of the back of the plane long before reaching Mexico. Right. I know. Hi, sweetie. Willow. Sorry, distracted. I miss Willow. Um, the FBI does not believe Cooper survived, though. Right. Uh, the theory's never been confirmed, but he made the jump at more than 5,000 feet in risky conditions. He was also not dressed suitably for a safe landing. According to FBI records, Cooper leaped into a wooded area at night while it was raining with 200-mile-per-hour winds wearing loafers and a trench coat. Right. So, unless he had an accomplice... Which, Which is a possibility. Yeah. But they mean they would have had to search and try and find him because he didn't pinpoint his jump. It was risking conditions. Like it would have exactly. been. Exactly. Like um, well, yeah, with winds and mm-hmm. not wearing good stuff and yeah, Rain. jumping from 5,000 feet. Like that's not, that's not healthy. Uh-uh. Um, the infamous crime is still a subject of intrigue among law enforcement experts and amateur internet sleuths alike, mm-hmm. but his identity and fate may forever be shrouded in mystery. In 2016, the FBI announced it would no longer actively investigate the cold case, backing off one of the longest and most exhaustive U.S. investigations of all time. Right. That one and the next one. <laughs> yes. Jimmy Hoffa. When notorious labor leader Jimmy Hoffa disappeared in 1975, it triggered one of the FBI's longest-running organized crime cases in Detroit. Mm -hmm. For decades, his disappearance has sparked widespread public interest and has become the subject of many Hollywood films. But more than 40 years later, he remains missing. Yep. Uh, Ex-convict was most famous for leading the Teamsters Union, which represents freight drivers, warehouse employees, and other U.S. workers. Uh, he received clemency from President Richard Nixon. In 1971, the f- former commander-in-chief commuted Hoffa's 13-year prison sentence, bringing him from a federal penitentiary in Pennsylvania, where he was serving time for tampering and fraud. Yep. For jury tampering and fraud. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was only free for about four years before he vanished from a Michigan restaurant, where he reportedly went to meet with mafia leaders. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Okay. So, pig farm. Could be anything. Pig farm. I think we know this one. <laughs> he was meeting with mafia leaders. In, De- the- in where? Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. Right, in Detroit. Okay. I mean, pig farm. I got nothing. There's a lot of speculation on that one, too. <laughs> there is. Yeah. Uh, Hoffa was officially declared dead in 1982, which allowed his children to inherit his estate. His body was never recovered, and an FBI spokeswoman recently told Time his case is still an open investigation. Yeah. 
federal investigators were still searching for his remains as recent as 2013 when they excavated a field near Detroit for three days, hoping to unearth any new evidence. The hunt was again unsuccessful. Of course, we're disappointed. Robert Foley, the then head of FBI's Detroit field office. I mean, that one doesn't really, uh, that one doesn't seem as mysterious to me. It It isn't. It isn't, but it is. It's one of those things, like, even... It's fun to speculate. Yes, exactly. And But to be on, like, the mysterious unsolved disappearances. Like, if he was meeting with mafia leaders... Who they investigated thoroughly, and granted it's mafia, it's so, mafia. you know. But They're like, just really good ones. <laughs> Detroit? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Don't like, hate us, Detroit. That was Jen, not me. No, no. <laughs> I'll come for you though. <laughs> Nothing but respect. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, it's still mystery. It's, it's still a mystery. It's still mysterious. Yeah, kind of. Not as mysterious as I'm calling it Pig Farm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. He just told me I'm 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 a medium now. Um, <laughs> okay, right. Uh, Amelia Earhart. We talked about her. Yep. Uh, more than eighty years after she vanished vanished while trying to fly around the world historians and explorers are still trying to solve the vexing disappearance of the pioneering american pilot right um i mean she is amazing yes amazing amazing i know that there has been a lot of there, a lot more recent articles and even some youtube videos about things that they are finding that are the correct dates to when she disappeared and her flight pattern Right. Um, so they are thinking there was one that I read. I didn't write it down. And I should have. They're thinking that um, she died either on impact or within a couple days of her injuries based on things that they found at a certain site. Right. Um, at some point, maybe we'll go into this one a little bit more and I can post that. Or if you guys want to know, just message us and we'll do I'll we send can. you the the websites I was looking at. Um, the pair, oh, who was she flying with? Oh, oh, uh, Fred Noonan, which was her navigator, mm-hmm. um, set off for a remote island in the Pacific Ocean called Helen Island from Lake New Guinea, traveling more than 22,000 miles and completing nearly two thirds of the historic trip before running dangerously low on fuel. They disappeared somewhere over the Pacific Ocean on July 2nd, 1937. Rescuers looked for the pair for about two weeks, but Earhart and her companion were never found. Two weeks. Sad. Well. No, I mean, I get it. Yeah. In 1939, despite a lack of major breaks in the case, Earhart was officially declared dead by a court order. One expert previously told Time that her death might have been legally declared so that Earhart's husband could remarry. To this date, her fate remains a mystery and a topic of debate. Right. That's what I remember hearing about as a kid. Yeah. And being super interested just because it was she was a woman. Right. Flying around the world like back then too. Yeah, back yeah. then. It was just yeah. mind blowing and yeah. sad. Two weeks. It's like no time at all. I mean back then especially, like they didn't have the we talked about it earlier, like the yeah. technology the and the, technology. the the manpower even yeah. and and it's been so long, and yeah. hmm. that might be a fun one to go into. The world's a really big place, I'm just saying. Right? It really is. Maybe we'll do an Earhart and Roanoke one together. Okay. Nah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Lauren Spire? I think so. 
S P I E R E R. Spire her. Spire. Anyways, uh, the disappearance of Indiana University student Lauren Spire in 2011 sent shockwaves across many college campuses in America. Authorities said the 20-year-old vanished after spending the early morning partying at a downtown bar in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh. Hmm. She was last seen walking alone outside a classmate's off-campus apartment around 4.30 a.m. on June 3, 2011. It sparked a national manhunt, prompting several several celebrities, including comedian Stephen Colbert and reality star Kardashian. Uh, full circle here, Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Uh, to spread awareness about the young woman's disappearance on social media. But almost eight years later, investigators have still been unable to locate her. And many tips have led to dead ends. It's a difficult case from every angle, said private investigator Michael Cervola. Mm-hmm. Volo? Cool who was hired by Spire's family in 2011. Um, uh, it just kind of talks about how there was a lot of roadblocks, uh, how they obviously are never going to give up. But, I mean, we had, it, J- we had Jacob Wetterling. Right. Yeah. You know, and it took how many years for his parents to finally have some peace? 40. Right? Yeah. Because it was always a warning story for us as kids. Oh, yeah. You know, like this poor boy was taken, you know, right by his cousins or friends while they were they riding were biking, bikes. Yeah. And um, he legit disappeared. Nobody knew what anything. happened to anything. Yeah. Like there was no signs. They had some leads. And then, you know, almost 40 years later, the guy ended up confessing. Confessing. Yeah, that's right. And then- to, to get out of something even more heinous, I think, wasn't it? Like... He only, like, gave up the body, like, he gave up the location of Jacob's body so that he would get, like, a lesser sentence, which was still, it was, like, two life sentences instead of three or some shit, but, like... Yeah, something. It just... It's sad because it happens, like, this, this case, you know, people go missing like that all the time. Yes. Especially after, when you're alone, a college student... Yes, it I mean happens. the body system, guys, is so important. And I I realize with social distancing, that's hard. You can be you can six you feet could, away from each other and still and you can up. be smart about where you're going. Like I am not one to victim blame at yeah. all. Hmm. I am one. We talk about it all the time. Right. Be informed. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I encourage not just women, but just people in general to know how to protect themselves it doesn't have to be a gun I and I'm not against them either so don't at me about that but it doesn't (laughs) but I'm just saying like just be smart right do the things that they tell you about when you're in school yeah stick with your friends go out together don't leave your drink unattended unattended. that's happened to me exactly like there's being roofied is not fun guys what (laughs) <laughs> it's true unless it's willing even then it doesn't end well no you still get spinny and pukey yeah it's not fun no um but like you know just just the, yeah exactly just be be smart about what you're doing right so i mean that was a decent list mm-hmm. could have ended better mm-hmm. not that this isn't i feel like the reason why that case in particular got so much exposure like to even be on a top five list was because of the celebrity endorsement behind it probably 
which well and it's it's it is strange that for eight years especially now that there wouldn't have anything yeah in a time with cameras and social media and you know like maybe maybe she chose to disappear or something i mean that's best that's best best case scenario well and even i mean even those who do it is it is incredibly difficult to go completely completely hide yeah, yeah off grid it's very hard right like we we looked into it actually because we were trying to figure out all the self sustaining stuff we could oh, do yeah. when we get our own place and like exactly you, there are still plenty of things that keep you on I've, paper or yeah. keep you on grid whether I've or not looked you into want it. it well yeah exactly <laughs> it's 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 one of those romanticized things that's mm-hmm. super awesome and it'd be really cool plus it minimizes your footprint like it's a whole bunch of things that are positive about it. There's also things that are negative about it. Absolutely. Just like everything. Um, but there's like a whole bunch of really more cool ones as well. Yeah. Um, there was a curious disappearance of the... Oh, I'm not... Is it Eileen? Eileen? I so. Eileen oh, no, it's pronounced weird because it's Scottish. I, it, yeah, maybe. More Lighthouse Keepers. It's a Scottish mystery having to do with the Flannan Island, Isles located in Scotland's outer... Man, these words, you guys. I don't see it. So otherwise, I'd try. Hi, hybrid, hybrids, hybrid, me, me. Yeah, okay, I can't read it from here. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. It involved a disappearance of three lighthouse keepers in 1900. Uh, to this day, a concrete explanation for the strange event remains elusive. Um, this is one that I'm just going to go ahead and post for you guys because it is way more in depth than the time article. It's, um, but it's cool. It's about a really beautiful lighthouse and people going missing. Uh, did you have any like just random mystery, mysterious disappearances that caught your attention over the years? No, no, no. Any serial killers? There are definitely some interesting ones out there. I don't i don't know okay well then i'm gonna keep talking and i'm sorry if y'all are getting sick of me (laughs) i don't have i just don't have anything today i'm i I just want to relax and play fallout right (laughs) which is completely fair i my work schedule is so fucked up right now like that was something i wanted to talk about and Everyone listening, if you could, while you're listening, unless you're driving, um, give Jen a round of applause because she is still having to work every other day, 12 hour shifts. And that's that's a lot. And then when she's not working, she's schooling. And I just think I'm proud. of It sounds weird. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. No, but I just I respect you. I think that's. Okay, fucking okay. amazing. You're well, just you're are, kicking ass. There are a lot of people who are still working. There's yeah. a lot of essential businesses out there. Not just, I mean, don't get me wrong, all the healthcare worker care workers who are working their asses off for everything. Totally different there. level, but different, yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But like there there are there are a lot of essential businesses out there. Um I mean obviously I I I'm in kind of manufacturing uh power electricity. It's essential. It's essential. It's essential in its in its way, you know. Yeah. But in and it huge props to the company I work for because they're handling their own like really really well and it's awesome yeah um but like I don't know I thanks 
No, I just because like it's I was been a lot. Yeah, like one of the reasons why we haven't recorded not only because of social distancing, but like having to adjust to the new normal. And like as soon as you are getting adjusted to this this schedule, then they're like, okay, well, you might be going back to your old schedule. Right. And like, the no. governor's like, I don't fucking know what we're doing. So but no one's going back to school, but you can golf. Right. And it's like, okay, so my kids can't go to school and there's no daycare open. So I can't even go back to get a desk job because I have nowhere to put my kids. And what? (laughs) So people that are still fortunate enough to work, thank you for doing everything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. I know it sucks. And I know a lot of you are scared, especially our healthcare workers, you know. Yeah. But you're appreciated. Yeah. Thanks. I wish we had like an applause thingy. That's as good as we can do. I know, right? Right this second. Okay, dialing back just a second. Um, so my that was a cute shirt. Okay, sorry. I know, right? Stupid ass. That one was ugly. It was like Dallas. Ooh, I like it. I know the Dallas Cowboys looking one is kind of funky. Anyways, (laughs) the disappearance of the Stonehenge hippies. It's like all of my favorite things. It is. Add some puppies and rainbows and we're good. Read the story. Are there in there? Um, No. Uh, I mean, I should probably be cats and rainbows. Kitties. Um, in the early morning of a day in August 1971, a small group of young adults set up camp in the center of Stonehenge structure. A freak weather storm that had blown in over Salisbury Plain struck at approximately 2 a.m. Lightning struck nearby trees and even the stone monoliths themselves, which were reported by several witnesses to have glowed a bright blue, which caused them to avert their eyes as they heard screaming. Later investigation into the report, screaming revealed no remains of the group and only their smoldering camp equipment remained. Disintegrated. Right? The group was identified to be... Miss Julia Ashton, Mr. Lucas Adams, Ms. Sherry Wilson Jr., and Mr. Daniel Wilson, Ms. Wilma Rupert. The things that give you pause. Right. On the day of Redacted, 1997, a journal from Daniel Wilson was discovered in the nearby area, speculated to have been accidentally dropped on the way to the structure. Three notes from... Other members of the group were discovered singed but fairly intact approximately seven kilometers from the original campsite, speculated to have been blown away from the tent unseen by investigators. Um, And then it actually lists a transcript of the journal. Um, Just talking about like, hey, a couple of buddy and I took a trip yesterday, talked about the usual girls, family, shit like that. Over a smoke, we got to talking. We should totally camp at that big rock place in England. Uh, so we'll post this if anyone is interested because it just kind of goes throughout it. But there's not a whole lot more. There wasn't a whole lot more information. That's kind of interesting. I wonder if they just kind of like. Like, oh, hippies disappeared. <laughs> well, that and I mean with the whole storm lightning. I... Well, yeah, like maybe they did just. I mean, how. How hot would the lightning have to be? I mean, lightning is really hot. Right, but you can survive. So what kind of conditions would it have to be in to annihilate that many people? Mythbusters, we have a thing for you. Right? Seriously. Yes. Or, I mean, it could have been other things, too. I I don't know. And they were wet because of the rain. Yeah. And then, I don't know. Experiment time. Let's do this. We have things to I do. I know. It's, it, it, this one definitely, it's always kind of been like, okay, well. 
Or maybe they just left. Just left. All of their stuff. If the, if they're hippies, oh. do they need their stuff? Well, I suppose if it's like all burned to a crisp and yeah. they just like escape death. They're like, Bye. But wouldn't they go back to their lives? Maybe. That maybe many not. people all disappearing, like just. How old were they? Um, good question. 20 somethings? Right? Probably. That's what you said. Did I? <laughs> maybe that was their way of just escaping a whole bunch of student loan debt. There, there's like, there's a Reddit. <laughs> you're right. Back in the 70s. Yeah, okay. There wasn't that much. Um, yeah, there's like a Reddit thread about it. There's a Bustle article that okay. says these bizarre disappearances from history will definitely keep you up at night. But no. No. <laughs> Maybe. But it's basically the same information. The two witnesses saw a bolt of lightning uh, covering the entire area in a strange blue light. Okay. I mean, lightning can look blue, so that's fair. Well, okay. Right? If, like, a, with with the stones, don't you think? I'm interested to see, like, where it struck exactly, or if it struck multiple stones, if it, like, jumped, because what's in those stones? No. Oh. Oh. So if the whole area was covered so by like electricity. So like Tesla type thing? Yeah. Mm, Tesla coil. I like this. I like this. Um, they could hear the hippie camper screaming. I mean, if they were on fire, that makes sense. Yeah. Or scared. If I, Even if a lightning bolt hit a tree like half a mile away from me, I'd probably be like, ah. I guess it depends on how much screaming it was. Was it prolonged screaming or was it like a scream of like surprise? Because yeah, prolonged would mean fire. A scream of surprise, like, oh my god, that just happened! Um, then you get over it and you stop screaming. When it was all over, they ran over to help, assuming they'd find the hippies injured or burned, but found no one. Which, okay. Did they find ashes? <laughs> right, that's that's the thing. Like, I What else did they find? I was trying to look, like, everywhere to try to see... It'd be interesting, too, to see how forensics now would take that apart more so than in the 70s. Right? Like, hmm. This is a group of teenagers, usually described as hippies, decide to set up camp. Gotcha. But I suppose we could Google their specific names and find out their... Maybe. Ages. Yeah, it's it's definitely... It's, it's definitely stuff. weird. Yeah. And the fact that they you know found this journal that seemed everything... Maybe it was aliens. Maybe. Maybe the aliens put Stonehenge there, and that's why you're not supposed to go in the middle anymore. Uh. I still think that if aliens exist anywhere, they're not going to want to touch humanity. No. They if they're, if they're, they're <laughs> intelligent enough to be traveling through space and spacecrafts and stuff, then they are intelligent enough not to know not to even try with us. Yeah. <laughs> they're watching the shit going on right now, and they're like, this is why you guys can't have nice things. <laughs> 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 right no you have over you fuckers um yeah the thinking sideways podcast has a, a little episode on it too it's about a half an hour episode oh awesome okay so yeah that's my favorite Ooh. yay disappearing hippies i mean that would have been me in the 70s <laughs> Oscilla, you, you would have been walking to california wouldn't have you i probably would have yeah. <laughs> no problem with that out i mean I got a hitchhiker thumb almost. Sort of. It's almost there. You don't technically have to have one to hitchhike. I know, but it just makes it more cool. I just looked that. I just looked fucking badass. I always uh, (laughs) envied my sisters growing up because hers bends, you know, fucking all the way back. I like all the way. All the way back. I don't even. 
My thumb is so straight. I can make this one do that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> nice. It's my claw. <laughs> it's your claw. <laughs> that actually reminds me of something. I can't place it. You know what? I'll get back to you on that. The claw? Yeah. Liar, liar? It's the claw. No. No. <laughs> no. no um, there's a creature that has a has a long claw and he uses it to do things and I that's what that reminded me of and I don't remember what it's from. Nice, nice. It's creepy. He's got long fingers and this huge claw on his middle finger. I'm just turning you up a little bit because you keep leaning back. Mm. <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. Lean okay. Back. So I don't know. Hippies is not a deal breaker for me. Just thought I'd clarify that as we segue into our deal breakers. What kind of hippies? Fair. Fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me one and I'll tell you if it's a deal breaker. Okay, so let's say completely living off the land but not really showering. Long matty hair. It would depend on how they smelled. Well, I mean, Cause okay, you, that's you, fair. Everyone I mean, has their own smell. Right? Because like that's somebody true. could not shower for a day and smell like death. Yeah. And then there's some people who can go a week and just they smell mus- musky or whatever, so but it's a nice musk. That would be a breakdown then of smell, not necessarily if they're a hippie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. How about um someone Smells. who is completely freeloading, like completely freeloading? That kind of hippie is a turnoff. Okay. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> Boom. We figured it out. Yeah. you can be a little smelly it's all right i still love you you can't you can't do nothing <laughs> yeah have some kind of goal if your goal is to have dreadlocks and be st- stinky as long as you i don't know are cleaning up a fucking highway or something i don't know I mean, doing something standards. with your life um so <laughs> all right here's 19 petty completely reasonable dating deal breakers okay okay you ready mm. <laughs> These, okay, these were tweets, so they're going to be laid out a little bit differently than right. normal. Okay. The first one, imagine if you fall in love with someone and you find out he claps when the plane lands. <laughs> what? You know those assholes? Every time the plane lands safely, they're like, oh, they all are clapping. Yay, we made it. Uh, would it be a deal breaker? I mean, I don't think I travel by air enough where I would, <laughs> where I would care. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's a deal I breaker I unless just, I was traveling frequently with them. I think I just get such bad anxiety when I'm traveling. I would just smack them and be like, shut the fuck up and get off the plane. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I'm pretty sure I do that now. <laughs> but yeah, no, not a, necessarily a deal breaker, I guess. It just would be one of those things like... The frequency would probably determine that. <laughs> okay, go, evil laugh woman. <laughs> Sounds like me. Oh. <laughs> Do you find yourself in a deal breaker? <laughs> oh, no. No. Imagine dating someone who doesn't have Twitter. Now you have to pretend to laugh at a meme you already saw in the last financial quarter. <laughs> uh, no. What? it's like somebody who doesn't use social media so like okay and then like a buddy sends them a a meme that's been circulating so much it's not even funny anymore gotcha and you have to be like that's funny to be supportive of their naive ass okay deal breaker (laughs) i don't think that's a deal breaker because i'm pretty sure that i'm the person who's not i mean i'm hardly ever that's why it's not a deal breaker (laughs) i still love you (laughs) no just kidding you send me some good ones um 
it's because of my kid. <laughs> right? That's where half of mine come from. <laughs> um, that's stupid. Okay. Imagine falling in love with someone and then finding out they argue in celebrities' Instagram comments with people they don't know. Yeah, that's a deal breaker. Ah. Being a troll is a deal breaker. Yes. Trolls are stupid. Unless they're like the singing happy trolls. I wouldn't want to date one. No, that would be awkward. Is that bestiality? I don't know. Technically oh. different species. We always come down to bestiality. Not always. Imagine falling in love with someone, then finding out they put 30 hashtags on their Instagram pics. I mean, it's not a deal breaker because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do 30. I used to. When I was competing with one of our with one of my frenemies. Like, who can grow their Instagram the fastest? Right. And then she was doing like as many hashtags as you could. And I'm like, this is too much work. Like, that's a lot of hashtags. Like now I, I just to try to at least be funny. Right? Try. Imagine finding your soulmate, then seeing their Instagram says public figure. Uh, if they're not a public figure and they're like, hmm. I'm a public figure. I've got a big ego. I guess it would depend on their actual personality and the reason they posted it. Like, was it to be funny? To be ironic, like a hipster? Right? Oh, <laughs> see? Oh, that's a whole other level. <laughs> Yikes. Imagine finding your soulmate and discovering he slash she is a pen clicker. That's not a deal breaker. It's fucking annoying. But I, I kind of do it. Right. Like whenever you're like really like you're writing and you're like really concentrating yeah. and you just kind of need that obnoxious noise going on. Well, like white noise at that point. Yeah, exactly. And it and it also depends on if if you nicely say, hey, can you knock that off? True. true. And true, they true, stop. True. Then yeah, it's fine. If All they're right. like, no, it can't. Then they have a problem. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. They should figure that out. Raising my hand a little. <laughs> I have a problem. She likes to chew things. I do like to chew things. Imagine finding your soulmate and then discovering they say, ah, after drinking something. I'm pretty sure I do that. <laughs> like, I dance and I moan when I'm eating. <laughs> like, literally, if I'm eating something delicious, I'm like, just oh. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, see Claudia and I. Like out eating like some good Korean mm-hmm. and we will literally be like moaning and dancing and getting the weirdest looks. It's happened and it's hilarious. So not a deal no. breaker. Mm-mm. You enjoy your shit. Mm-hmm. Y'all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my kids do it. They're like clink and they clink their drinks. And like, ah. I'm like, yes. Yes. Imagine falling in love and then finding out they drink a glass of milk every day. What's. Okay, at Gary from Teen Mom. That's stupid. Drinking a glass of milk every day? Yeah. That's, I mean, good for them for trying to be healthy, I guess. It all depends on what viewpoint you have, because a lot of people think that milk is not healthy. Cow milk is not healthy. True. I mean, it's supposedly not for a human. Okay. I mean, if they were drinking it from the teat, I'd have a problem. <laughs> Unpasteurized, totally straight up milk. Just, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you guys, I'm dying. Oh, dislocated ribs and cow talk. Um, cow tea talk. <laughs> Imagine falling in love with someone and then finding out they make cups of tea this color. And it is like white. Deal breaker. Like, honestly, it doesn't even taste like tea then. It's just milk. Jenny. What? I don't make tea like that. I make coffee, coffee That's okay. I can. Seriously, it's half I can creamer. overlook that because it's you. Okay, fair. 
But if you like, I, if I, you I, made me a cup of tea like this, I'd be like, we're over. Isn't chai tea like that? No. What is not the chai? way I make it. What is, I mean, yeah. I mean, technically, like if you go to Starbucks or Caribou, they do like a half half and yeah. it gets really milky looking. But this is like water. Okay. This is like when the ice melts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is not okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So at one TD, interesting, Tom Davies, you're right. That That's a deal breaker. I'm not sure it would be a deal breaker. It's not for, for Jenny, but it is for me. I like my tea really strong though. Like almost too strong. Yeah. It's just burnt leaves with water. Know, but there's just like, there, there's like the perfect. No, I get it. I like soda and I like rum. Right? I get it. I and just. There's a perfect combination of rum to soda. You're sh- shaming. I am. Oh, yeah, I am. Tea if shaming. You put your milk in and then a splash of tea. Just don't. You don't drink. What you're if not you like tea. the little bit of tea taste in your milk? You're not drinking it. Yeah, well, what if you're still like it doesn't necessarily mean I need my daily cup of tea and then it just being milk. You mean tea. your daily like, cup of milk? Yeah, see? <laughs> see, it is a deal breaker for you. Oh shit. <laughs> Fair. <sighs> mm-hmm. Got you okay. there on many levels. <laughs> yeah, you did. She got me. Uh next one, I don't trust people who heat up their pizza lunchables. <laughs> <laughs> but the cheese needs to be melted. No, I don't. I totally don't do that. I don't I just do it either. Don't think it matters. It tastes funny. Uh, that bread is not meant to be heated. No, it, it's uh-uh. no. Imagine I mean, whatever. What? Whatever. <laughs> Imagine falling in love and then realizing that they say no to fresh grated Parmesan at Italian restaurants. What if they're lactose intolerant? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I, was like, I don't think Parmesan I, cheese is lactose, though. I, probably barely barely it's like basically just like crusty bits <laughs> uh imagine falling in love with the perfect person only to find out they <laughs> pronounce spaghetti as skeddy <laughs> parmesan is one of the cheeses that i can eat <laughs> yay along with swiss cheese which i would I never love eat love swiss cheese <gasps> i love it i've been craving but it lately there's no there's there's less than 0.5 something somethings of dairy in these cheeses seriously yeah so you should be able to eat your swiss cheese i am getting some on the way home parmesan too. Mm-hmm. anyway continue sorry can you imagine falling in love with someone who doesn't know that mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell I can't. That's a deal breaker. Okay. Can you imagine falling in love with someone, their personality, their smile, their laugh, then they tell you their favorite movie is Grown Ups 2? I haven't seen that. Is it awful? Apparently it's awful. It's not favorite movie worthy. Okay, gotcha. By anyone you want to ever date. (laughs) There's not. No. Well, that's like, okay. I don't know about the Grown Ups 2 one. I'd probably be like, okay. Okay, and not have a fucking clue. But like, if they were like Twilight, I'd be like, oh, deal breaker, right? <laughs> so I get it exactly because that is not like everyone, a love everyone story has their no their things. If you're basing anything off of that, we we done. Like this one, this one might be a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Imagine falling in love with someone and finding out they don't like Harry Potter. I'm like <gasps> dun dun dun. What? I have family members who have never seen it. So okay, if you've never seen it, I will give you at least a little bit of a break. Like. Okay. I've got friends who have no interest. It's just not their... Not their bag. Not their bag. But, like... The ones that have seen it should like it? I guess. Okay. 
I mean, if you want in my pants, you better like Harry Potter. Gotcha. Okay. Like, it's honestly <laughs> like. Gotcha. That's one of my, like. I am kidding. I want you to know what house you'd be sorted into. <laughs> I need to know your house. I've got high standards, I people. need your Zodiac sign, your, your house for Hogwarts, and your, what is the, like, INTJ listing? I forget what it's called now. Your four letters there. I am having a brain fart on it. I'm gonna need those things before we date, right? Uh, yep. Give me your numerology numbers. Mm. I mean, I, I need to know what I'm getting into at this point. I'm 35 years old. I just my, <laughs> I just need someone who's willing to experiment in other ways than Giggity. just the bedtime bedroom bedtime. Oh, damn bedroom. No, no, like you know <laughs> when you're like, oh honey, I just took this test. Can you take this test too? They need to be like, sure, why not? Right? Yes. <laughs> Open-mindedness? Open what? Yeah, exactly. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> new boyfriend is allergic to kittens, so can't keep him. He's ginger and named Tom. Friendly, comes when called, 28 years old, and works in IT. Oh. Um, yeah, I think allergic to cats would be a deal breaker. Um, I don't know. I guess. I love cats. I do too, and I wanted to continue to have them, but yeah. at the same time, like, there's medication. That's true. Like, if we can work something out, maybe they can't be allowed in our room at night. Okay, I guess right. I could deal with no kitty cuddles at night. But like, sad face. If they're not willing to work any of that stuff out, then I think it just be it'd have to be like a mutual deal break, you know? Like, I think we need to go our separate ways then, because I like cats, and you can't be around them. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And you're not willing to try. Oh, <laughs> yes. All right. So that was fun. Dating woes. Like, okay, obviously, these were like just super petty. It was like a Twitter hashtag game right. almost where people are like, hey, what's the pettiest reason why you've ever broken up with somebody? And right. I'm trying to think of mine. I don't think I've ever necessarily had a petty reason because sometimes you just don't mesh well with somebody but i I remember my pettiest breakup crystal page (laughs) you name dropped i don't care nobody nobody listening is going i don't care if i do actually (laughs) all right then not one bit anyways not one bit so i posted on our twitter like five minutes before we started to record asking mm-hmm. for shout outs because it's been a while and normally we will post a question about right something the topic be like hey what's up guys but um we didn't know we were recording until this morning yeah life is hard uh so first up kk at kk corby 14 she Miss sent you, us KK. a lovely, hi, beautiful friends gift. Oh, yes. I love you. We miss you. I will miss you. Hope every everyone's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, things you should have heard at T-Y-S-H-H podcast. Got a lovely wrecking ball. Nice. Yes. <laughs> um, people can hate on her, but she looked hot in that video. Um... I think the only reason I felt weird about it is because she was a child star, and yeah, you, you feel like a predator. Well, because we, at Even least I did. I, I watched you know. her on Hannah Montana right. with you know my oldest, and it was weird. It was weird. Looking back now, it's it's been long enough removed, and she's been an adult long enough that it's like okay, yeah, okay, that was a hot video. I get it, I guess, or that part of yeah, the- it's that that shock value. It's hard to get past that sometimes with some things. Yeah, absolutely. You know? 
Um, another one of our favorites, Mike Rez at Mike Rez Radio. It's Rez with a Z. Hi. Um, oh my goodness. Oh, it's a cute little owl. It's like, did Aww. I miss it? <laughs> You're not too late. No. <laughs> oh. See, I love gifts, guys. They're so great. Um oh Nina. Um at Mini Apple Nini 2. So at M-I-N-N-Y-A-P-P-L-E-N-I-N-I-2. That's super cute. Uh well, her first account got like super banned for something super stupid. Right. And she had all these followers, and she ended up having to just close it down and start from fresh. And Oofta. So go give her a follower. Or a follower. Go give her a follow. Well, you'd become her follower. Yes. Yeah. Um, Totes Recall at Totes Recall Pod. Um, oh, my goodness. Yes. 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 Elsa, yes. Um, I am all for Channing Tatum, and I, especially him as Elsa. I oh, mean, yeah. that's that's pretty great. I'm going to go ahead and retweet that one, too. Yeah. I'll retweet all of you guys. <laughs> retweet Swarm. Yeah. Storm. Swarm. Um, whatever. Words. Yes. It's a wonderful. Um, also, the guys at Never a Straight Answer at N-A-S-A underscore Never. Um, they are just really supportive. They're constantly giving us shout outs, retweeting our stuff, telling people to listen. I swear some of our latest listens this last week, at least, have been just from their amazing love. So thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, oh, oh, and Garrett. Oh, oh, hold on. Okay. <laughs> well, because just because people miss our tweets that's, you know, hey, if you want a shout out doesn't mean that we aren't thinking about you. Fair. Um, so Garrett talks to himself mm-hmm. at G T T H Pod um is another podcast that we love. He's great. He interacts with us a lot too. Yeah. Um we also want to support any Minnesotan post- podcast. There's a few of them. From around here, um, mm-hmm. there was somebody else, and I'm gonna forget. No, it was Gareth. Also, Gareth Squires at Zulu Flash Z U L U F L A S H. He's another one that checked in on us, just asking how we were doing. Nice. So it's very much appreciated. We hope everybody is staying safe. Yeah. Staying sane. Yeah. It's okay to not be okay as long as you're reaching out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Anything else? Clink. <clears throat> clink. I don't have anything to clink. I don't either. Clink. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. We love you. Mm-hmm.